minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brittle. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. Dr. Jean Laurence is a naturopathic physician, chiropractic neurologist, and all-around expert in medical biohacking who has been in private practice in Florida for 25 years. He's the chief scientific advisor of Glutagenic and Advanced Biome Corp and heads up Advanced Rejuvenation, a multidisciplinary clinic with a focus on treating chronic diseases, regenerative medicine, functional neurology, functional medicine, and stem cell research. Dr. Laurence has spent most of his career focused on finding solutions for hearing loss, balance disorders, tinnitus, degenerative neurological disorders such as Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, autoimmune diseases, chronic Lyme disease, CIRS, which is chronic inflammatory response syndrome and mold illness, and has suffered from chronic Lyme and mold illness himself for many years. From his treatments, he has seen the same success and ability to recover and regain a normal life, free from the chronic inflammation and pain associated with those disorders in himself as well as his patients. For more information, you can go to glutagenic.com, G-L-U-T-A-G-E-N-I-C.com. That's awesome. Also, where you can check out some of the cool products that we discuss on this episode. And we set up a discount code for you guys that is secret1234, all lowercase secret1234. So without further ado, please enjoy this podcast with Dr. John Laurence. Dr. John Laurence, welcome to the Biohacking Secrets Show. Yeah, so glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Anthony. I am excited to talk because you're doing some really innovative things. Um, and I, I asked you offline, you know, are, are you a voracious researcher or, or did you experience some health issues? Because many of the interventions that you're utilizing in your practice are effective, but also uh, not commonly known by by the mainstream. And your, your, your response was both. Maybe you could share a little bit of your story with the listeners and that'll give us a jumping off point to dive in. Yeah, so um, I started out life in uh, Camp, Camp Lejeune and uh, my first, uh, you know, existence in utero and then the, the first two years of my life was spent on that military base. And it was later found to be the biggest uh, toxic exposure in the U in U.S. history. Um, a lot of babies passed. Um, There's a lot of cancer. Uh, it's still an ongoing uh, uh, situation. But um, you know, I I just felt like um, I was a sensitive kid. You know, I, it, I I know now that I had you know terrible gluten sensitivity and dairy allergies and and you know it was always tired. I always had brain fog. Um, I wound up. Um, in special education classes. I don't actually talk about this very much, but, you know, now so, so distance from it, 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 it used to be a source of um, a lot of insecurity for me. But um, yeah, I was put into special education classes. I was four years behind, um, ADD, um, hyperactive. And, uh, you know, a lot of it was just because, you know, my, my brain was so toxic and I was you know, I was eating foods that, you know, I was allergic to and not being supported um, from a health standpoint. So um, getting into 
natural medicine um, for me was was more of a um, you know, in my uh, late teens, I, I got into a car accident and then um, had gone to a chiropractor and then decided that that was the career I wanted to take. And so it was at the time, it was more of a, a decision based on, you know, a, a great looking career. And <clears throat> once I got into the, the, the art and the science of, of chiropractic and holistic medicine, you know, you, I look back at, at, at what we were doing back, you know, in the you know, in the early nineties, mid late nineties, you know, it was really what biohacking is now. You know, we were, we were doing things that were, um, you know, trying to maximize our health and our patient's health and our own brain function. And, um, so, so we've been doing this for a long time, but, you know, I wound up getting very, very ill at a point in my life where I was in my, um, my, my early thirties. And I had gone through a really nasty breakup with a girl I was just terribly in love with and went into a depression. And shortly after that, I got just really sick with Lyme disease. And, um, that turned out to be about a 15 year, um, uh, uh, journey for me to, to, before I even knew what was wrong with me. Right. I, I was, I was supposed to be the expert, right. I was supposed to be the guy with all the answers people traveling in and, 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 and I could fix all these other patients, but I couldn't fix myself. And so I finally got the diagnosis with Lyme disease and it was several years before I even figured out how to, how to work with it and fix myself. So uh, that has become, you know, an ongoing journey that now we, we treat a lot of patients in the clinic with, with Lyme disease and mold illness and a variety of different autoimmune conditions we can talk, we can kind of talk about that, but that in a nutshell, that's kind of my story. Yeah. Well, we have, we have a lot in common there. And I was, I was resonating with, uh, that, that part about, um, you know, when you started, well, the breakup, right. I think so many, so many of us have found that like health issues can happen after, uh, a, a traumatic event, whether it's like an injury or the loss of, of, of a loved one, uh, either through breakup or death. And then you, you throw into the mix on top of that, you know, what could have been, um, you know, the, the Borrelia Lyme, um, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's a lot of like, that could have been there for years or decades yeah. And then that event was kind of what, what pulled the trigger, right. Yeah, and and sure. weakened your, your immune system enough where the bacteria is then like, Hey, now's our chance, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I think, you know, I, I won't get into it too much, but I'm, you know, I, I mentioned to you before we started, like there's, there's a good amount of evidence suggesting Lyme being a bioweapon. You know, there's a book lab 257 that was, that oh, yeah. was written and, I, I believe that that, is, that may be part of why it's so difficult to treat because mm-hmm. it, it responds differently than a lot of the things we're used to, you know, and, and that may be by design. Um, because of the prevalence of Lyme, like what were some of the things that you started doing that were, that were helpful for you at that point in your journey when you're like, okay, I've got Lyme, I know I've got Lyme. How do you start, what, how did you start digging your way back? Yeah, great question. And if I could speak to the uh, the whole bioweapon subject, I mean, it, it's the evidence is pretty clear that um, that Lyme was uh, engineered on Plum Island, and it was a project that was going on in Nazi Germany and brought over, you know, to Connecticut. So 
um, it's a it, it's a very um, difficult uh, organism to to kill because um, it weakens your immune system um, and it has different forms. So when it's under stress, it can it can like coil up into a cyst, which is very difficult to to kind of um, to kill. Um, so you need different types of things to to what they call cyst busting uh, aspects and. Um, so yeah, early on, um, I, there was a lot of things I found that didn't work. Um, the one thing that really I noticed improvement early on was glutathione, mm-hmm. you know, immediately it was one of the, and it was a glutathione suppository. Um, and I noticed I would take one before bed and I would wake up and feel pretty good, you know, and there wasn't a lot of things that I was exposed to that would would give me any any uh support like that and so after having such good i said um i started my own supplement company making suppositories and you know this is back in probably 2005 2006 and um and so we you know for years we were we were mostly using different glutathione products but we're you know we're gonna i know we're gonna get into like melatonin and some of the other exciting things but um, but so the, the problem with, with I'm going to, I'm going to interject just for a second, your, your yeah. website for people that want to check out your stuff. Cause you've got a phenomenal line. I've been, I've been using a number of your different suppositories. I actually haven't got to your glutathione suppository yet, but I've been using your melatonin suppositories, um, your NAD suppositories. I've been using your Zen nasal spray uh-huh. and we'll talk about all these things. But, um, for those of you guys that want to check it out, your, your website is glutagenic.com, G L U T A G E N I C.com. And then advanced rejuvenation.us. Yeah, that's the clinic. All right, perfect. I just wanted to drop those early in the conversation and then we'll, we'll mention them again throughout, but please continue. So, well, okay. So this is really, really important. I think for anybody that's got a chronic disease, whether it's Lyme or an autoimmune condition or degenerative neurologic disease, you know, there's, there's basically, especially in the world that we're living in right now, it's extremely toxic. You know, there's a lot of man-made toxins we produce a lot of endogenous toxins because we're living a more stressful life and heavy metals, you know, they're in our fish. So we, we have a lot of exposure to all these toxins. And so these toxins settle in our cell membranes. And um, with, as these toxins accumulate more and more throughout life, they, they, they get into the, the, the cell in the fatty aspect, right? So it's the water soluble toxins we have a fairly easy uh, route to, to eliminate, but the fat soluble toxins, they settle in the cell membranes and the cell membranes turn over every two years. So once these toxins are, are with us, they stay with us for a very long time. And what happens is when you get toxic, um, you, your immune system goes down and you have this hyperinflammatory reaction and it expresses itself in a variety of different diseases, right? So um, Lyme disease, obviously, you, you know, biotoxic buildup from the actual infection. So the infection, you got mold, you, you could have Epstein-Barr, you could have Lyme. These things live in your body and they excrete toxins, okay? Mm. And these toxins are biotoxins, which are often fat-soluble and they further toxify our cell membranes, further making things more inflammatory, 
further making it more difficult for ourselves to communicate with the outside world and the, the, in our blood. And, and this is really at the core of so many different diseases is, is this one aspect, which is what I discovered that made the biggest impact for both me and my patients to address this. And was, so glutathione was one of the, the glutathione suppositories specifically was one of the first things that you felt made a huge difference. And then when, when you started realizing, okay, what is the underlying root cause here of many of these conditions is a toxic cell membrane. These, mm-hmm. uh, these fat soluble toxins that spend a long time in the body because uh, turnover of the cellular membrane is, is fairly slow um, at, at every two years. So what were some of the things that you started doing when you made that connection? What were some of the changes and interventions that you started using either with yourself or with patients uh, to address that pathway? Yeah, well, that was a great synopsis. So you're a very good student. <laughs> oh, thanks. I've had I've had a fair amount of coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got I got an espresso I'm working on here with some yeah. chaga. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that excellent. Um, and and so, you know, the the mitochondria. We have to talk about the mitochondria, right? You can't have a conversation about health and healing or maximizing your, your, your life on this planet without how can you, you make your mitochondria work better and more effectively. So um, we, we need to understand that this, the, the, the mitochondria have their own cell membrane, which can become toxic as well. But ultimately, the, um, the toxic buildup has a very, very negative effect on your mitochondrial function. This inflammation that starts to accumulate due to this toxic environment creates something called cytokines, right? So we're all listening about the cytokine. And so we know that this cytokine storm kicks in when you have a COVID infection and that cytokine storm then does something that then winds up in this, you know, respiratory. I mean, it's like this out of control inflammatory situation, right? Mm -hmm. So what's really happening there and what's happening with this other conversation are very, some similarities. So maybe we can kind of try to try to to tie this together here. So what actually happens is something called um, the Warburg effect. Are you familiar with Otto Warburg and some of the work he did? He did a lot of the work around cancer, correct? Yes, that's right. But maybe fill the listeners in. Yeah, so Otto Warburg won the Nobel Prize in, I think, uh, 1930, okay? And he was the one that discovered how oxygen and cancer can't coexist, and he actually was able to define what a cancer cell is versus a normal cell. And so what he discovered is that there's something called um, aerobic glycolysis, right? So, um, so this normally... So I, I, I'm almost going to have to get a little a little in the weeds technical here, okay? Just for a second, and then we can kind of we can kind of break it up and make it easier to understand. But a glucose molecule goes into the cell, and it becomes a pyruvate, and then from pyruvate it turns into acetyl CoA, which then goes into Krebs cycle, and you normally make 36 ATPs with one glucose molecule. So like That's a sugar or a carbohydrate it, molecule, right? So we want that, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's a normal situation. Um, what happens when you have a lot of cytokines is that instead of that pyruvate turning into acetyl-CoA, 
that pyruvate gets shuttled out of this out of the mitochondria and it goes through this Warburg effect energy. Okay. Same thing happens with cancer cells is the same thing that happens with a COVID infection is the same thing that happens with someone with chronic Lyme is the same thing that's happening with a lot of people with autoimmune. This, this is ubiquitous with many, many diseases is that all of a sudden you have an individual that could normally make energy efficiently through Krebs cycle are, are now making energy through this other Warburg effect, um, aerobic glycolysis, you only get four ATPs from one um, glucose molecule. So with that major deficiency in energy, you now have um, a very serious situation because then you don't have the energy for your immune system to work, right? You don't have the energy to build new proteins. You don't have the energy to detoxify the body. Thus, more of an accumulation of these toxins in the cell membrane. So um, this is a, a, at a core level of a lot of different diseases, Anthony. And, and, you know, I'm glad we're talking about this. I know it's technical for people, but, you know, it, just in a nutshell, basically, you know, when you have inflammation in the body and you've got toxicity, your body can't make energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to share something here that uh, some listeners may feel is conspiratorially minded, but I have a good amount of, of real world, uh, both observational and, and um, anecdotal evidence to support. I mean, we've, when, when people have dealt with certain challenges, whether it's, it's Lyme or cancer, we've, we've had some success um, by addressing multiple pathways. And that, it, that is not just like the, the pathogens that are in the body. So your Lyme disease, your Epstein-Barr, cytomegalovirus, Bartonella, um, mm -hmm. et cetera. But with with this rollout of 5G, talking about um, satellites being put into the atmosphere, what we're dealing with really is a war on oxygen. I don't think that, frankly, this is this may get me some slack, but I don't care at this point. I believe that what happened with George Floyd was a false flag. And there's a lot of evidence to suggest that, that him and the police officer knew each other. They worked together. Um, the whole I can't breathe thing. You, you see, if, if you go back two years, you'll see images of race wars and I can't breathe in, in a Justin Timberlake music video from 2016. So there's this predictive programming rolling all this stuff out. Meanwhile, they're cre putting frequencies into our environment, especially in the big cities that directly interfere with our body's ability to utilize oxygen. We know mm -hmm. that COVID works on that pathway. We know that 5G works on that pathway. It interferes with hemoglobin's ability to carry oxygen. And so it does all tie into mm -hmm. our immune function, our susceptibility to cancers. And but when we know this stuff, it's not to become fearful of every 5G tower, because truly these things don't have power unless there's a ton of people connecting to them. Right. But mm -hmm. we, we can utilize this stuff to say, OK, how do I pay a little bit more attention to the oxygenation of my body? Right. Mm -hmm. For 20 or 30 dollars, you can get yourself a pulse oximeter on Amazon and you can know what your blood oxygen saturation levels are at. And if you're dealing with a pathogen like covid or if you're dealing with the negative effects of uh let's call it electromagnetic frequencies, a pulse oximeter will tell you that. And then you could use that information to make changes to your internal or external environment. 
So just a little bit that I wanted to throw out there. I know that's a lot of stuff. You don't have to respond to, to any of that, but just uh, it's, it's something I thought I'd share. Yeah, it's excellent advice. You know, I know when we first got on the phone, you had mentioned, hey, I was just doing some breath work. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's multiple reasons that people should be doing breath work, right? I mean, you, I don't know if you did it because it, it centers you and grounds you and it kind of quiets the mind a little bit. Yeah, that's part that of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I get a little stagnant sitting here, sitting here at the, at, 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 at the, at the laptop all day. So it's one of the ways that I can break it up, but maybe you could talk a little bit about how breath work helps with helps the body's ability to, um, to, to oxygenate and then utilize oxygen efficiently. And maybe some of the other things that, you know, it does. Yeah. Well, you know, so the autonomics, um, it's the part of your nervous system that is, um, is working, um, that you don't have to think about right? It's beating your heart. It's, it's digesting your food. It's releasing insulin through your pancreas, you know, your liver's working based on your autonomics. Um, and your breathing is, you know, your respiratory rate. So the autonomics are, a, a, you know, basically separated into two components. You have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. The sympathetic is considered the fight or flight and this is probably stuff that I know you know, and a lot of people listening might also know. It's, it's, we'll it's, dive a little it's, deeper. It's a, good, it's a good refresher, too. Yeah. And then you have the parasympathetic, which is resting and digesting. Okay. So with the sympathetic, what happens is when you're in that, 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 that aspect of sympathetic uh, nervous system, um, you're going to be shunting blood into your musculoskeletal muscles, your arms and your legs, so that you can run or you can fight. And if your parasympathetic nervous system is activated, um, then you're going to shunt blood into your internal organs so you can digest food and your heart's getting plenty of blood. And, and so there, there's some very distinct differences between these two aspects. But the problem is that we're constantly in a sympathetic state because you know, we may get a call, right, that upsets us, or we're trying to get a deadline, or we're trying to get in a certain amount of posts on our social media before noon, or whatever it is, right, or you're as like with me, I might be behind with patients, and I'll, I'll kind of feel that stress. So my, my sympathetics are getting activated. This is also one of the problem with EMF, because the especially the 5G, these are very activating to our um, sympathetic nervous system. Um, what we're not getting enough of, and it's just like exercising, right? Why would you want to exercise your bicep and never your tricep? What, what would probably happen to your shoulder and your elbow is you get a lot of arthritis. Mm -hmm. Same thing when if you're not working your parasympathetic nervous system, you're almost going to get an over, you know, exaggeration of the, of the sympathetic. So, one of the best ways to strengthen your, your autonomics within the parasympathetic is breath work, you know, and, and if, you know, everybody really should have some sort of a, a breathing, um, you know, routine. I think that it, it's, it's important. It's more important today than it's ever been. How do you do it? Oh, I got a few different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, you know, just some good old Wim Hof breathing. Yeah. You know, I've got a few variations to that. Um, have you, have you I, tried I, his app? Yeah. 
Well, yeah. there, I, the new, there's a new aspect where he takes you through the, the breath, right? Yeah, it's great. I, I just found it the other day. I mean, I, I've, I've loved Wim's stuff and we got to hang out for a few days in, in California and present at uh, Teal Capital with, with Andrew Huberman, who's like the, the Stanford professor of neurobiology. But I didn't even know he had an app and I was just, I, I was just bouncing around online and I saw it and I was like, all right, I'm going to try this. This is great. It's like you're doing breath work with Wim. So I, I yeah, love Wim Hof as well. Speed yeah. up or slow it down. Or yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I was doing it. I was doing it with my dad uh, earlier today. My dad just tried it for the first time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. he's done. He's done so much for uh, breath work. You know, with with his his work, I, we're really fortunate that he's you know done all that work for us. You know? Yeah, for sure. But you know, there's there's a lot of different. I mean, there's there's box breathing. There's you know three six or four six breathe uh, four eight breathing. Um, I get a lot of my patients to do the the three, six breath or the four, eight breath where they're breathing in, um, for three seconds or four seconds and they're exhaling for six or eight seconds. Okay. That is, that is nasal very, breathing or, or mouth? Um, it doesn't matter either okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you, I, I think you were talking about alternate nasal breathing or maybe I, I think I was on another podcast with a um, neurologist the other day and they were, we were talking about alternate, but there's really yeah. so many exciting ways that you can, and find one that works for you. You yeah. know, um, there's That's a great point. Play, play around with them. Try Wim Hof, try yeah. alternate nasal breathing, try box breathing, try, you know, the, 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 the three, six or the four, eight, yeah. where essentially the exhales twice as long as, as the inhale. I like yeah. that. And then, and then people, and then decide for yourself. Right. Yeah. If you're not feeling really euphoric and happy, then you might try a different breath work because you should actually get a very nice, uplifting, positive feeling from the yeah. breathing. Yeah, that's that's one of that's one of my favorite uh, byproducts of of the breath work. I usually go through a period at the beginning where I like it's sort of like working out where I don't really want to do it. And I kind of feel a lot of resistance. And then as I push through that and kind of yeah. get into a rhythm, then, um, then I start feeling the, pretty the good. Discipline around breath work is it's a challenge. I don't know that it, it almost requires more discipline than some other things, but once you get going with it, it's like, you're just so happy that you did it, but it's not always easy to just follow through with it. Right. Yep. Yep. For yeah. sure. Um, so one, one of the things that I, that I'm doing, I actually shared this with Ben Greenfield, um, yeah. and, and we've kind of been working together on using the Zen spray in conjunction with some Wim Hof, you know, and then yeah. you can use it with other types of breath work, but this is how you do it. Okay. Is you do that. So with people watching this, maybe don't know Wim Hof. So you're basically hyperventilating, right? So you're fully in and then you're relaxing fully yep. in relaxing. And usually he'll recommend you do about 30 of those and you could do less. If you start to feel these symptoms of, um, tingling, you know, and you might actually get like a buzzing in your hands and feet, you can always do less than 30 or a little bit more than 30, but you want to kind of get that, that sensation going. And then you take a full breath in and spray the Zen in each side and then what we do, uh, what Ben and I have done, it's, a, it's a, a slight variation to the traditional Wim Hof, is there's a sipping. So it's like you're, you're sipping and you're bringing the energy up into the, the area of your skull, which is uh, uh, where the pineal gland is, right? Yeah, basically like your third eye. 
And the pineal releases DMT, which is like this love molecule, right? Mm -hmm. So you're basically bringing that energy up into that area, and then you're going to fully exhale and hold as long as you can. So the only, it's basically a Wim Hof, except more of a sip and a focus to bring the air up, a complete exhale. And then when you're doing that, that last inhale, you're going to spray the Zen. I like that. One, One spray in each nostril? Yeah. One spray is fine. Okay. And and so it's that, that's what the Zen does. You don't have to do breath work, but the Zen is, is, is made as an entrance into meditation. It's made to strengthen the autonomics, particularly the parasympathetic nervous system and also to do in, in breathing exercises. I, so, um, you were, you were kind enough to send some of your products and, and I dove in, uh, and, and, uh, I think the Zen was the first one I tried. I did two in each nostril. I wasn't expecting what I got, but I liked it. <laughs> um, maybe you could talk a little bit about some of, I, and I, I need to combine it with breath work, which, uh, which I'll do as soon as I get back home. Yeah. Maybe you can talk a little bit about a couple of the ingredients, whatever you're willing to share that are in the Zen blend and why. And then we've got, um, and then where, you know, where the listeners can get it. Is that, is that at advancedrejuvenation.us? No, no, no. Um, so the, the, the clinic is more of our clinical website, right. For patients and so okay. forth. Um, but the, the, uh, glutagenic.com would be a, a great site. You can order it there. Okay. Um, and we've got C- secret one, two, three, four set up as a discount code for you guys. If, uh, if you want to save some dough, secret one, two, three, four. Yeah. Perfect. Let's talk about Zen. All right. So Zen comes in two different, um, varieties. Um, so it, I have a, um, um, a, a doctor friend of mine, he's an MD and he's living with this tribe in Brazil, deep in the Amazon. And he, um, he kind of turned me on to this special blend of herbs. Right. And, uh, you know, I think you had mentioned that you worked with Hoppe in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We got, and, we got know, introduced to that with, uh, I, my brother and I went to Costa Rica. We went to Rhythmia and did plant medicine and, you know, they were before, before we sat for our first ayahuasca ceremony, they're like, do you want to do some hape? It's spelled rape, but uh, pronounced hape. And I was like, sure, why not? And they blasted this powder in my nose that felt like a mule kick to the head, but then yeah. you're quickly centered and it's like, everything goes quiet. Right. Yeah. It quiets the mind. It centers. Yeah. So yeah, I had a serial, a serious um, a similar experience. And for me, it was a little much, you know, I, I, I thought I liked the effects afterwards, but it was just way too intense. It hurt too much. And I, I, I gravitate, I gravitate, gravitated away from it for a couple years. And then when I reconnected with this friend of mine, they had a blend he wanted me to try and it was still pretty Bernie, but I, you know, I was like, you know, we're already formulating nasal sprays in our company. And I'm like, you know, I wonder if I could make this into a nasal spray, that would be something that would be more comfortable and we get the same positive effect. So I, I, I use this rare Amazonian herb in one of the versions, but then I also went into the lab and I figured out how to make one um, with basically um, essential oils and terpenes. Ah. I like that. So terpenes, terpenes being some of, some of the compounds responsible for, um, 
the benefits that we get in like uh, medical cannabis or really any type of cannabis. And, uh, and it's also like, I'm outside right now at our lake house. There's lots of, uh, evergreen trees and like, you know, so these, these plants all around us, when we're, when we put ourselves in nature and forest bathe or whatever the heck, you know, whatever vernacular you want to use to describe getting your butt out of the house, it's like they're releasing pinings and terpenes and these Uh compounds that you've got in your formulation that are, synergistic with, with our biology, right? We've got like, uh, our, our, our cells are able to sort of, um, utilize these to produce feel good neurotransmitters and chemicals and, and that sort of thing. Am I talking out of my butt here? Or yeah, no, like to add? I mean, so the terpenes are the actual fragrant component in essential oils. Yeah. And so all plants are going to have like a certain essential oil blend that if you then break it down, there's going to be a certain kind of footprint you know, or fingerprint of terpenes that are going to give you that various. And you know what? A lot of our, um, if not all of the various colognes and perfumes are literally made with terpenes. Ah, that is fascinating. So guys, if you're, if you're listening and, uh, you have periods of anxiousness or you just know that you're, you're, you're stressed from, from all the reaction or all the reacting that is, that is in our life. Um, download the Wim Hof app, pick up a couple bottles of Zen and, uh, do some breath work along with Wim on the app free and Zen very reasonable. And you got a discount with secret one, two, three, four, and, uh, let Dr. John and I know how you feel after. Yeah, I'd love to hear from you for sure. I think you're going to be really, really happy with the effects. I, I felt the effects without any of the breath work, you know, right, mm-hmm. right away. Um, let's talk a little bit about melatonin. I mean, I think a lot of people know melatonin as the, the sleep hormone and something you take if, uh, if, if, if you're not getting the type of sleep that you want. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of other things that it does in the body. Maybe you could talk about speak to some of those. Yeah, well, so this is probably one of my favorite subjects to talk about. I'm in the middle of writing a book on melatonin. And, you know, it, so melatonin is something that's produced by the pineal gland for sleep. And what, um, what's really amazing about melatonin is it's actually produced by every one of your mitochondria unless there's too much inflammation that gets shut down, just like the energy gets shut down. It's actually the same pathway. So melatonin, I think about melatonin as like the adult in the room, right? So things get too hot. There's melatonin there to cool things down a bit. So it's uh, probably the most important antioxidant in your body. And it's there as a regulator within every mitochondria. And what happens is during stress, you need melatonin. If there's no stress, there's not as much of a cellular need for melatonin. Mm -hmm. And that's what they found early on when they were looking at melatonin in animal models is they're like, you know, we don't see that melatonin is really doing anything for these animals. It doesn't, I guess it's just for sleep. And then what they did is a few years later, they did it. um, They did an experiment, which when I tell you this experiment, you're going to be like, wow, I think we're actually part of this experiment right now. <laughs> Listen to this. They took, they took the mice and they put them in a tube and they put little holes in the tube and they combined them in that tube for a few hours every day. And this is a traditional way that they would do 
to stress these animals to see how they deal dealt with stress with various types of compounds, right? Masks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the social distancing, everybody's staying at home. So they're in yeah. their little tubes, right? Yeah. So what they did is they took these mice and they put them into two groups and they gave one melatonin and the other one they they didn't. And they found all of a sudden they're like, wow, look at what melatonin's doing. So it it extended their lives, whereas the other rat, the other mice started to have all these diseases, all these neurological problems, and the ones with the melatonins did did so much better. So then they they've actually done studies over the last um, few decades where they've taken melatonin and they've given it to animal models, where they've given lethal doses of like Ebola was was a. Uh, uh, one that they did, and they also did uh, argu- arguably another uh, bioweapon, <laughs> right? I mean, um, cardioencephalitis uh, virus was a you know, I mean, these are very, very lethal um, viral infections, just like COVID. And what they did is they gave them melatonin, and like one of the one of the studies, the survival rate was only six percent when they gave them melatonin and did and did the experiment injecting them with this virus. The, the survival rate went up to 86%. Wow. Like ridiculous difference in, uh, in survivability. So do you think well, that that's because of what its effect on inflammation or the immune system, or what do you think's going on there? Well, you know, we've already, we've already touched on it. So yeah. glucose coming into the cell, turning into pyruvate, and then there's an enzyme that when you have cytokines, it prevents the pyruvate from going into Krebs cycle. So melatonin actually, when given exogenously, quenches that. But if you if you block that pathway and you go down that pathway just another step, that's where the mitochondria makes its own melatonin. So the cytokines, the cyto, the cytokines, the inflammatory cytokines are not only causing an inefficient production of energy, but it's causing uh, an inability to make melatonin to then quench this fire. That's why they're given the better hospitals are giving um, COVID patients 200 milligrams of melatonin, which is what you yeah. have in your suppositories. It happens to be what we have in the suppository. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when, you know, when I first heard about people doing dosages that high, I was like, I'd never even heard of that outside of, of people dealing with cancer. And then you and I had a conversation a week or two ago and, and you, you informed me like, as with like, with bioidentical hormones, like if, if a guy's taking testosterone, right, there's a negative feedback loop where his body measures the amount of testosterone that's, that's in the blood and it's, it makes less, but you're saying that's not there with melatonin. Yeah. So this is the elephant in the room, right? So a, is it, is it safe? And the answer is yes. They did studies where it would be equivalent to um, an average male to take 150,000 milligrams of melatonin. They stopped the study at that point and said, you know, doesn't seem to be toxic. Um, number two is if I take melatonin, am I going to shut down my own production? And the answer is no. Melatonin is probably the only hormone I know of that doesn't have a negative feedback loop like testosterone does. So there's, there's nothing to worry about there. So, you know, you, you have to look at, okay, different people are going to take melatonin for various reasons. And I would say there's three. There's, you're going to take melatonin in a high dose to reset your circadian rhythm when you travel across a time zone. I think taking a higher dose than what normally people take 
you know, up 20 milligrams or 60 milligrams or more to reset your circadian rhythm when you're traveling would be one. Secondly, would be that you're looking to um, improve your melatonin for sleep. You know, you might be okay with taking five to 10 milligrams of melatonin, no problem. When you start talking about biohacking your mitochondria, using it to protect yourself from stresses, which the stressors could be EMF, the stressors could be toxic burden, the stressors could be an infection, right? When you start talking about using melatonin in that way, then you want to start talking about super physiological doses of melatonin. Now, melatonin's also been shown to extend life. You know, um, some people might want to use higher doses of melatonin to extend, um, you know, to, to mimics. I have to be careful with, you know, I'm not making any claims, just, but there are studies showing that given melatonin can extend life. Yeah, well, and we'll we'll make sure, guys. Now's now's as good a time as any just to, to say the stuff that we have to say, which is this is all for information purposes only and entertainment purposes only. None of the information that we're sharing is intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. Um, so do your own research. Talk with your primary care physician or naturopathic physician before beginning this or any other uh, treatment intervention. Yeah, let me underscore that. So if you're listening to this and it sounds like something you want to try, don't do it by yourself. Talk to your doctor, healthcare practitioner. If you don't have one that, you know, you could you could um, go to our advancedrejuvenation.us and you can have a consultation with me. It's 95 bucks. It's a 20-minute consultation. You can sign up for it right online. Do that. Don't go it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good advice. And, um, I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit. We've, we've covered, um, a, a lot around the pineal gland here, and we've covered a number of things that affect our immune system. So let's first start with the immune system because it's, it's, uh, relevant with, with COVID and everything. We've got this Swiss protocol, um, that they're having a lot of success with Mercola just published it where they're, they're using zinc. Uh, it's 50 to hundred milligrams of zinc per day, uh, mm-hmm. 50 to a thousand milligrams of quercetin, per day. And then in, in this, in the Swiss protocol, they're also using azithromycin up to 500 milligrams per day, hydroxychloroquine, 400 milligrams per day, which is two of the 200 milligram hydroxychloroquine tablets, um, bromhexine and, uh, sometimes heparin to, to prevent coagulation. Now, of these things, zinc is accessible to everyone, no matter where you're at in the world, pretty much. Uh, quercetin, accessible to everyone, no matter where you're at in the world, pretty much. Uh, melatonin, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and sunshine. Um, right. So we'll just put the, the prescriptions aside for now. I think those could be helpful. I actually talked to a woman earlier today whose husband was in the hospital for a month with COVID, nearly died. They did the hydroxychloroquine protocol. It did not help. Then, uh, and I've talked to a lot of people who the hydroxychloroquine protocol did help. So I I don't want to give the impression that it doesn't. Then she actually did like plasma phoresis. She -hmm. got plasma from, from someone who had already developed antibodies and that saved her husband's life. So Mm -hmm. I'm mentioning some of these things so that 
if any of you guys that are listening deal with uh, COVID or have a loved one, you have you have some different options and can pivot accordingly. Right. But I'd like to ask you, Dr. John, um, with some of these weapons that we've discussed, the, the quercetin, the zinc, the melatonin, sunlight, and any other uh, uh, glutathione, anything else that you've got up your sleeve, what would you say is the ideal protocol for someone looking to protect themselves from COVID-19? Great question. Great question. So, you know, uh, zithromycin, actually, the way it works is it allows zinc into the cell, right? Mm -hmm. So quercetin does the same thing. So Mm -hmm. it might be a little overlapping there. It's hard to say. We haven't done any to see um, how they work in combination if you really need to take the azithromycin, but um, definitely zinc, you know, it, it inhibits the replication of viruses, strengthens the immune system. Um, Quercetin's fantastic. It's actually gonna help to calm down some of the inflammation. Some The people that are really at risk, Anthony, are the people that already have inflammation in their body, right? Mm-hmm. So you can imagine if this is already going on where your cells are starved of oxygen, right? And they're, 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 they're not producing energy effectively, and those immune cells just don't, they're lethargic. And all of a sudden you get hit with COVID, you know, you're going to be at a much more serious um, place than someone that doesn't have that going on. So things that you can do to improve the inflammation in your body um, are, are critical. So, you know, I think doing like an extended fast, you know, mm-hmm. you know, th- what, what better time is there than now to do a three to five day fast, right? If you're at home, uh, you've got no excuses. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but what that can do to kind of clear the body of, of inflammation is probably um, better than anything else I could advise somebody on. I think that's great advice. And, you know, it, it ties into uh, this area of like senolytics, which which overlaps with quercetin. So like mm-hmm. um, maybe you could talk a little bit about um, either senolytics or autophagy, mitophagy, and like how, uh, how fasting helps our body so that, um, cause you know, I, I was, um, I was talking to a friend's mom earlier today on Instagram and I'd suggested a fast and her immediate response was like, ah, what else you got? You know, like that, it jacks up my blood sugar and I'm not, you know what I mean? So I think sometimes when we understand the why it's easier to challenge ourselves and do the difficult. Yeah. Well, you know, for most people, it's it's starting with, you know, more of a keto-ish type of diet um, and easing into a, 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 a shorter, win- a smaller window every day where you're eating within a, you know, a 10-hour or an 8-hour or a 6-hour window. Um, it's not something that ever, it comes easy for everybody because we're addicted at a cellular level for sugar. And so when you're trying to talk about fasting, you're talking about actually asking the body to be more metabolically flexible, right? They can switch from this reliant on carbohydrate to using a much more efficient fuel called ketones. And you think about, you know, back when the cave caveman days, we were hungry when we were hunting, right? We were in ketosis where we, do you think we were, we had plenty of carbohydrates and sugars when we were out there hunting? No, we were in a deep state of ketosis. So from an evolutionary standpoint, we've actually adapted to be a lot more efficient from an energy source with ketones. Our brain works better. Um, You know, a lot of things work better. So 
people that start to get more metabolically flexible, they start to fast, they start to um, improve their ability to use ketones are going to start to notice that their brain's going to start working better. What's, what's your position on exogenous ketones? Do you utilize them yourself? Do you utilize them with, with patients? I love them. Yeah. And that, so I'm glad you said that. So people that are starting to kind of dip their toe into fasting, they can use exogenous ketones. So these are actually um, given orally. You can take them in the form of a powder or a liquid drink and you can add it to your, to, to your smoothie or to your drink or whatnot, or take it, you know, by itself. And it curbs your appetite because it's actually giving you ketones. So it's a way that you can kind of, it's like a crutch. Have you used those during fasting? Yes. Yes, I have. I mean, for, for a while I was doing a ton of the, the prove it, um, keto, keto OS. One of, one of my buddies, Russell Brunson was like, uh, he got in early with that company and and he Mm -hmm. gave it to me in like 2015 and these little like manila envelopes, it looked like they were whipped up in a bathtub. And I'm like, what is this? He's like ketones. I'm like, like your body makes when you're fasting. I'm like, how is this even a product? You know? And then I tried them and I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love them. Yeah. <laughs> so I have used them like sometimes, you know, when you fast, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's real hard. The mm-hmm. hard fast days, I'll, I'll sometimes include a little bit of uh, ketones as like training wheels or, you know, mm-hmm. Take, take the edge I, off. I, you know, I'll take ketones just on a normal day. You know, yeah. I usually have um, one or two meals a day, but I, I, I generally don't have my first meal until 12 or one o'clock. Yeah, me too. Me too. I usually delay that first workout. What I'll do occasionally is mid, yeah, so mid morning, I'll take some exogenous ketones because I'm, I'm still working, you know, and it kind of gives me an extra boost. What, what's your go-to uh, brand for ketones? Um, I, my favorite is ketone aid. Have you tried that? Ketone aid. Yeah. Those are good. Ketone esters. Yes. But they're, yes. They're, they're pricey, but those yeah. are, those are definitely, you know, the, the, the red carpet treatment. This episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show is brought to you by Veritas Farms and their full line of CBD products, CBD standing for cannabidiol. Now, we are real excited about this partnership because Veritas means truth in Latin, and we are big believers in bringing you guys the truth, not just through this podcast, but by making sure that any products that we share or that we bring on as sponsors are products that we personally use, believe in, and endorse ourselves. And that is the case with Veritas Farms and their full line of CBD products. The reason that they're so great, they are full spectrum hemp products, meaning that they have all of the beneficial phytonutrients that you get in a quality CBD product. 99% of the CBD products on the market are CBD isolate, and they're just being resold, meaning they're coming from a few small manufacturers. They've only got one tiny part of all of the important phytonutrients that you need to get the benefits you want from a CBD product, and they're just a bunch of different companies reselling them. Veritas Farms is vertically integrated, meaning they own the farm. They ensure that there are no pesticides being added. It's organic. And then they control the entire process from harvesting to extraction until that product ends up at your door. That's what I love it. It's kind of like farm to table, but for CBD. And the benefits that I've noticed, my sleep is better. I feel like I get a deeper, more restful night's sleep. I'm less stressed. I never have periods of anxiety. I feel calm and focused throughout the day. And it even decreases in inflammation when I have flights or other things where inflammation is 
an inevitable part of life. You take a little extra CBD and it can be very helpful for stress, anxiety, sleep, and that inflammation. So if you guys want to check it out, we've arranged a 15% discount for you guys. To get that, you can go to theveritasfarms.com forward slash biohacks. I'll spell it out. T-H-E-V-E-R-I-T-A-S-F-A-R-M-S.com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S to save 15%. Check out the Veritas Farms CBD. You guys are going to absolutely love it. Okay. So coming back, I want to talk about some of the, cause, cause I meant, I did a little teaser at the beginning about all of the cool interventions that you use at your clinic and, and with, uh, with clients and patients, but we haven't touched on them too much. So I want to do that. And I want to kick it off with some of the ones that, um, that I've utilized most recently. Uh, and, and just, you know, if, if, if they're in your Rolodex, uh, awesome. And if not, you know, I like sharing these things. So, um, I had, tremendous, uh, a, a tremendous benefit. I'm saying tremendous a lot. I just noticed that, but uh, I, had, I, I had, a, I had a very favorable response to, um, transcranial magnetic stimulation on, mm-hmm. uh, the brain's way machine. Mm-hmm. And shortly thereafter, you know, I talked to my dad about it my dad has, has Parkinson's as many of our listeners know, and you know, and, uh, he, he kind of agreed to give it a go. And after literally the first, the first of 36 treatments, he'd had a more positive response than a lot of the other things that we've used over the years. Um, so, so that's one. And I was curious if that was, if that was one of the things that, that you were using. And then the other one is, um, you know, we'd had a number of guys and women in our program who had tested positive for Lyme disease. And then um, after, you know, kind of following through on, on some of the changes and protocols that we recommended, tested negative, which was exciting. You know, they're feeling great and then they get the negative test and it was, it's cool to see. So I did, I did my uh, Infecto Labs panel and uh, still came back positive for Lyme. And I'm like, mother of pearl. So I got on, uh, I got on some disulfiram. And which is like usually typically used to like, uh, get people off of alcohol, but they're having a lot of positive, uh, results for, for Lyme disease. So I was curious if you were using either of those and, uh, if not, you know, what are some of the things that you've, you've, uh, that you're really excited about right now and that you're getting really good results with? Yeah. Well, so, um, we aren't using the transcranial, um, magnetic, but you know, one, one thing that happens with many, head trauma. So a lot of athletes that might be getting concussed, um, there, there's proteins that build up in the brain and, you know, whether it's Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or, you know, TBI, you know, this is a problem for a lot of people. So you have to start to look at that in the context of there's a detox pathway, you know, the glymphatic system, right? There's a, there's a, there's a gutter system where we clear these uh, proteins out. And there's also the, 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 the accumulation actually producing too many of these proteins. Both of those aspects really need to be. We look at with regards to the glymphatic system is the most powerful activator of the glymphatic system is deep sleep. So we're, we're definitely looking at that. We're looking at using the Sandman and the super physiological doses of melatonin. But we're also using a device called a CVAC which stands for cyclic variation and adaptive conditioning. I have not used that. Yeah. So it's like a pod, right? You, it's, it's like anybody that watched Mork and Mindy back in the day, he's yeah. like, he arrives in this egg. So yeah. we kind of call it like the Mork, you know, spaceship, but, um, 
you get in there and it, it, it changes the pressure. So it'd be like if you're in a, 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 a fighter pilot and you're going up and down really quickly and you're having to constantly clear your ears. Well, this works on the glymphatic system and it also works. It's a hormetic effect, which oxygen utilization um, with mitochondrial biogenesis, stem cell activation. I mean, it's the more they look at with this device, the, the more exciting it actually gets. So we use that. And there's something else that we're using with the, for these protein tangles. Uh, it's transcranial acoustic wave therapy. Ah. So this is a um, process that's being pioneered in Europe, but basically it's a device that, that sends um, like, a, like a shock wave, basically, and it, this acoustic. So we're using that transcranial, not only to activate various aspects of the brain, but also for patients with kind of dislodging some of these proteins. And then of course, you have to kick in this glymphatic situation. So you do the acoustic wave and you follow that up with CVAC and you follow that up with making sure they're having good deep sleep. So they're using, they're activating their glymphatic system. And we're seeing tremendous, I'm going to use your word, tremendous. That's <laughs> the word of the day. The word of the day is tremendous. And, uh, the, the number seven. Okay. Um, what, what's your protocol with, uh, the CVAC and, or whatever you're, you're, you're comfortable sharing. And then I guess the, the follow-up to this is, are you having them do your Sandman, which is like the 200 milligram melatonin suppository every night before bed? Uh, is it, is it something that you just do on weekdays or, um, and, and then are you measuring their deep sleep with like an aura ring in, uh, airplane mode? Right. Yeah. So, um, we, we all the above, so different people have different protocols. And so, um, we also have a 60 milligram melatonin oral pill. Okay. And so there's a variety of different reasons that we might put together various protocols for people, but um, there is not a, uh, a, a real negative reason to not take it every day, except for the fact that it might be more uh, economically uh, um, feasible for people to use it less than every night. Um, but it, it's something that we do have people take nightly. Um, and, uh, um, what was, I'm sorry. What was the other part of your question? Um, do you measure deep sleep? Do you, do you get them, do you get them yeah. taking the, like using like an aura ring or something else to get some metrics on where their deep sleep is at? So not every one of my patients has the device and I don't, you know, make it mandatory for them. Um, now they're also doing contact tracing now, which I don't love. Yeah. But, but I, I have had a lot of patients that have already been using it that um, report back to me. And we, we hear people, you know, talking very regularly about how great their sleep becomes um, using these really high doses of melatonin. That's great. Well, I, I want to, I mean, I'm, I'm having a blast right now. I want to ask one last question because I'm, I, I would ask you uh, offline, but I think I know there's a lot of listeners who have people in their life that they love and care about that are dealing with neurodegenerative disease. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we've got some, some great results, as I mentioned, from the transcranial magnetic stimulation on the, on the brain's way machine. Um, let's say, uh, what would you recommend? For, for my dad, what's the protocol that you would put together to kind of 
help him continue to improve and come back to life? And for anyone dealing who has a loved one dealing with Parkinson's? Yeah, so that's a great question. And I'm going to try my best to, to simplify and not get, you know, too detailed with the response. But, you know, anybody that has um, a condition like this or a family member, you're, you're welcome to reach out to me. And, and I can do a consultation and, and, and give you more specific feedback. What's really important is initially diagnosing what's causing the degenerative, you know, because there's, um, you could have a chronic infection. There could be some sort of chronic toxicity. There could be dental issues that could be causing it. One thing that we really haven't talked about that is super important is they could have a chronic sinus infection you know, that could be outgassing biotoxins that are getting into their brain. Um, poor sleep, you know. Is so that like a, a Marcon's type deal? Marcon's was, we test regularly for Marcon's and we're, we're surprised that a, a large percentage of people that we test actually have this. Uh-huh. So for those listening to this, Marcon's is a antibiotic resistant um, strain of bacteria. It's very nasty. And it produces a lot of something called biofilm. And so it's this sticky material that accumulates in your sinuses so that if you're in a moldy environment, mold talk, you know, biotoxins from mold are going to stick to that biofilm. Um, uh, Allergens from the trees, right? So you're going to be more susceptible to allergic responses. And these bacteria colonies produce endotoxins that then cross up into the brain and can actually be a, a major source of stress to the brain. So we, we have a sinus protocol using a product called Glutostat, and we also nebulize that. And we, we actually see most of our patients get about 20 to 30% better, uh, our neurological patients, because it's so common for this to be a problem, even if they don't have complaints of sinus. Yeah. Ah, that's fascinating. That's a great tip right there. Yeah, that, that's an easy tip for somebody to do at home. So getting a diagnosis to see what the, the, the causes of it and then actually treating those um, causes. And then on the back end of it, doing things that are regenerative, you know, things that are actually going to create um, neuroregeneration. So um, and kind of in between all this, you know, I'm a chiropractic neurologist um, or considered a functional neurologist. Um, I trained through the Carrick Institute and um, the most of the clinicians coming out of that Institute are incredibly competent to take most cases like that and be able to do a detailed examination of their neurology and then prescribe various types of exercises or manipulations or different types of training uh, exercises and strategies to bring balance to the brain. What happens with a lot of people with degenerative neurologic diseases is that their coordination through their eyes becomes very off. And so it leads to tremors and it leads to an inability for us to know where our body is in space. And by the way, this happens with a lot of athletes after TBIs. Mm -hmm. And someone that knows what they're doing can go in there and get this to be all calibrated again so that your brain isn't having to work to compensate for these inefficiencies, which is gonna kick off more oxidation and more inflammation, making the degenerative neurologic disease or the TBI actually worse. Did, did you say the name was that the Kerrig Institute? Carrick. 
Carrick. Carrick. C-A-R-R-I-C-K. Carrick. C-A-R-R-I-C-K. Uh-huh. Great advice. And and you had recommended um the we we got a month of the 200 milligram melatonin to get my dad going on that. Yeah. I, I kind of had to, I kind of had to that was a delicate conversation to approach. Hey dad, you okay with butt stuff? All right, we're in. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's, he's used to my brother and I, we've been doing coffee enemas since at least, uh, 2013. Not that that's uh-uh. anything, to, not that that's anything to brag about. Um, yeah. but fan, fantastic advice. And I, I, I think that we could go a lot deeper for those of you guys that, that want to, uh, check out some of the, the amazing products that Dr. John has, has created, go to glutagenic.com, G-L-U-T-A-G-E-N-I-C.com. Um, I've been using the Zen. I plan on nebulizing the glutathione, which is something I haven't done. My, my brother's used a nebulizer, but I, I never have. Um, I've been using the melatonin suppositories and, and I felt like I got a full night's sleep after like three hours. Uh, the first two times I used that, I was like, no, you have to, I was just like, you have to go back to bed, man. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to use those Anthony, more. And, Anthony, yeah. I, I think, I think we might want to just, just for a moment, talk about why someone might want to use a suppository, because I think the resistant to using it, probably a good, probably that's, that's go probably an important part. <laughs> people might really miss out on an opportunity to really seize a better health. So suppository delivery is going to bypass the liver and the gut. So instead of breaking those nutrients down uh, so that you're not absorbing them, when you do it rectally, you're, it goes right into the bloodstream. And so you're going to bypass what's called first pass to the liver. So it's, it's almost like you're able to take and get an IV and, you know, you insert the suppository. It takes two seconds. It's no big deal, really. It's, it's, it's a no Very easy. on event, right? But you're going to get a slow release of that nutrient over five to six hours, so your body's going to have plenty of time to really absorb it. And, you know, so it would, it, I almost call it like an IV to go. For mm-hmm. people, right. And it's yeah. a lot less expensive than going to the doctor and getting an IV. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I've used suppositories for a lot of different, I mean, the NAD suppositories that you make are fantastic. Um, even heavy metal chelation with like ETDA suppositories. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of, a lot of applications and, and I'm really excited about people like you doing pioneering work and, uh, parlaying that work into products that, all of us can benefit from. So thank you yeah. for doing that. And uh, please, please continue to do so. And guys, if you, if, you know, the best way that you could, um, you know, encourage more of, of this is to, uh, to try some of these products and like breath work, you know, keep what, uh, keep what has a positive effect for you. Um, I'm using the C-Max nasal spray, which we'll probably talk about in a, in a part two, the Zen, the glutathione, the, uh, the melatonin. And so far I've, I've really enjoyed everything. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, Thank before you. we go, I see yeah. you keep looking up. Are you looking over the, uh, the, the lake there? Yeah, there's uh yeah, so there's a pretty nice view of like the lake and occasionally you'll see like someone zip by on a jet ski or um if, if a car's coming by if, if a car's coming by that's making a lot of noise, I'll turn the I'll I'll switch off the audio on the microphone. So these are some of the, you got to you got to when you're when you're recording a podcast outside, you got to keep your head on a swivel like you're in a cockfight. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind turning it around and let, let Yeah, so yeah. See what your view looks like? Yeah, there's 
uh, there's, I don't know if you guys can see that. That's, that's the view right there of the oh, trees yeah. and the lake yeah, and everything. And, yeah. yeah. So this is, uh, this is where we, where we hang out when we get outside the city. And, uh, I've been coming uh, up here since, since I was a little baby. You're blessed, my friend. You're blessed. Yeah. Yeah. As, as are you, my friend. Um, well, Dr. John, this has been amazing. Where, where can people stay up to date with, uh, cool things you're working on, pick up some of your products. We've got that discount code secret one, two, three, four, uh, that I mentioned just all lowercase secret one, two, three, four. Um, if you guys decide and feel compelled and, and inspired to pick up some of these products we've discussed, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's not hard to find me. I mean, I'm on YouTube. Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, we have a, a website called ultimatecellularreset.com, which we're bringing a lot of um, content. Um, we're we're going to probably start ramping up that a little bit more and providing a lot more, um, you know, content like what we've talked about, you know, to to people that are interested in learning. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, you got uh, glutagenic.com, advancedrejuvenation.us, and ultimatecellularreset.com. Uh, Dr. John Lawrence, thank you so right. much. Appreciate your time and wisdom and everything, and uh, look forward to doing more together. All right, brother. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. What's up, guys? Anthony here, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. One of my favorite things to do is helping men and women like you feel what it's like with the body you've always wanted and all day energy that starts the moment you wake up and doesn't quit. Over the past decade, we've created a proprietary health assessment that helps me to identify the unique toxicities and deficiencies that may be holding you back from the life that you deserve. And what we've discovered in doing this with now thousands of CEOs, executives, professional athletes, businessmen, Hollywood celebrities, and entrepreneurs is that there's always room for improvement and optimization. Whether you're already performing at a high level or you have that feeling inside your heart that you're capable of more, the single fastest way to unlock your potential is to upgrade your mind and your body. And there's no program on earth that does that faster or to a greater magnitude than our one-on-one consulting program at www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. We start with our proprietary health assessment that screens you for vitamin deficiencies like A, D, magnesium, iron, etc., high cholesterol and heart disease, high blood pressure, digestive disorders, hidden infections like Lyme, Epstein-Barr, parasites, SIBO, candida, and more that can just drain your energy in the background, especially if you don't know about them. Anxiety, depression, and cognitive disorders, autoimmune disease, adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, mold toxicity, heavy metals, environmental toxins, and other genetic risk factors like MTHFR, APOE status, your glutathione production, and many more. We even recommend the specific tests that I use with my one-on-one clients if they're relevant for you in figuring out your biological age and identifying those key areas and opportunities that can take your life to the next level. From there, we create a customized game plan along with a personalized supplement protocol to help you optimize your weight and energy at the cellular level. And for our platinum clients, we even include a personalized workshop with me in Delray Beach, Florida. Most of the year, this program's full with a waiting list, but we just had a couple spots open up and I wanted to offer them to the listeners of the Biohacking Secrets show first. So if you're interested in seeing what it might look like for us to work together, head over to www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. That's www 
www.bioachackingsecrets.com forward slash C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G and fill out the short application form. If you're pre-approved, you'll be given the opportunity to book a time to connect with someone on our team and see if it's a fit. Thank you so much for being a part of this community, and I look forward to potentially going on this journey together. 